Greetings and welcome to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in Our Modern World. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship. This installment, Relationships Based on Profit versus Relationships Based on Caring, recorded live at the Unity Church of Anderson, Indiana. Please welcome Reverend George Wolfe. I'd like to begin uh, today by reading uh, a, a parable uh, uh, in, in the Taoist Buddhist tradition. Uh, Taoism is a form of Buddhism, or it became, it merged with Buddhism as Buddhism migrated through China and up through to Japan. And uh, there was a, a Chinese philosopher named Shuangzu who just wrote um, a voluminous amount of parables and stories and so forth, all of which have very profound meaning. And so I want to start with one of his parables. It's kind of interesting, you know, we think of Jesus as speaking in parables, but there are a lot of parables, too, in the Taoist and Zen Buddhist traditions. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to notice that similarity. Anyways, this is a, um, a parable which he, he wrote. He says, there was a man named Lin Hui, the man who fled from Chai. He threw away his jade disc worth a thousand measures of gold, strapped his little baby on his back, and hurried off. Someone said to him, did you think of it in terms of money? Surely a little baby isn't worth much money. Or were you thinking of the bother? But a little baby is a great deal of bother. Why then throw away the jade disc worth a thousand measures of gold and hurry off with a little baby on your back? Lin Hui replied, the jade disc and I were joined by profit, but the child and I were brought together by heaven. Things joined by profit, when pressed by misfortune and danger, will cast each other aside. But things brought together by heaven, when pressed by misfortune and danger, will cling to one another. Things brought together by profit, when pressed with misfortune and danger, will cast each other aside. But things brought together by heaven, when pressed with misfortune and danger, will cling to one another. In this reading, I interpret brought together by profit as meaning relationships rooted in selfish gain, as if to say, what is it that you can do for me? Or, how will I profit from being in relationship with you? Such relationships develop because the parties involved find there is a social, economic, or political advantage to be in relationship. Relationships brought together by heaven I interpret to mean relationships based on caring and mutual love and support without there being any social, political, or economic reward. In pondering the meaning of this parable, I ask myself the questions, how many relationships fall into each category? How many of my relationships fall into each category? And that is selfish profit versus selfless caring. Are the relationships I have with people in my life based on profit? Or are they based on caring? I have to somewhat shamefully admit that throughout much of my life, my relationships have mostly been rooted in profit. 
I would befriend somebody to continue a relationship, even in my own family, and work with that person because I could gain something to advance myself. This is the case with many colleagues in the music field I have worked with over the years. It was true even with my teachers. They were using me to advance their career, and I was using them for recommendations or to gain professional opportunities. An example is a composer colleague I worked with for several years. You'd think we would have developed a sincere a friendship, but we never contact each other now unless there was some project to work on. He would write a music composition for me, and in return, I would perform his composition several times in various places. It has been a relationship rooted in profit. And because of some of the irreconcilable differences in our beliefs and his adamant convictions to the contrary, our friendship will probably forever be rooted in profit. I suppose this is natural when a person is building their career. But since retiring, I have realized how much I have missed the blessings that come from nurturing, caring relationships. Recently, I began reaching out to an acquaintance of mine from years past. He is now a Trappist monk at the Monastery of the Holy Spirit in Conyers, Georgia. He is someone for whom there is no re other reason for me to be in touch with when it comes to profit. After all, he's a monk. What does he have? What does he have to give me? <laughs> Our friendship offers me no special political or economic benefit. Yet, my heart finds solace whenever I think of him. Together, we share each other's thoughts, prayers, concerns, books, and articles. Somehow, we have been brought together by heaven in a caring, yet distant relationship. From profit relationships, we receive what we deserve and then the amount equal to what we put into the relationship. We get what we earn. But from caring relationships, we receive blessings that surpass our expectations. Or as Jesus expressed it, our harvest can be 40, 60, or 100-fold beyond what we have invested in the relationship. While pondering the parable I read, I read from Shuangzu, I was reminded of a passage in the Gospel of Luke where it says, and this is a quote, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your kinsmen or your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you will be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid in the resurrection of the just. Jesus then goes on to tell of a man who wanted to hold a great feast. But the people who he initially invited all made excuses as to why they couldn't come. It no longer profited them to honor the invitation. I am sure we have all been involved in planning a celebration of some sort, whether it be a wedding, a landmark birthday party, or an anniversary. We usually start by saying, we're going to keep this kind of small, intimate, just for family and close friends. But once we start making out the list of invitations, things seem to get out of control. We hear the words like, well, we have to invite Aunt Sarah. But wait, if we invite Aunt Sarah, then we have to invite her daughter Emily. Emily will be hurt if she's not invited. 
And it goes on and on, the list growing and growing because we feel obligated or we owe them something. We owe them an invitation because perhaps they have invited us to their celebration. My solution to this problem is to always invite plenty of people who live far away or have, or have the celebration in a location that is inconvenient or too expensive. People come. That way they can send their gifts and you, and you don't have to put up with them actually being there. <laughs> but then there is the other side of the story where you receive an invitation to an event that you feel obligated to attend, but you really don't want to go, or you find some excuse to justify your absence. This was the case with the first group of folks the host uh, of the parable invited to his feast. One of them said that he had to attend to a field he had just pur purchased, another a yoke of oxen, and the last one blamed it on having taken a wife. <laughs> This first round of invitations was to people to host that the host felt obligated to invite, people who perhaps owed him a favor or to someone perhaps the host could later call upon for a favor. But his colleagues of profit declined to accept his invitation. They cast him aside. So then the host told his servants to go out into the streets and invite anyone they see. If they be lame, poor, blind, or sick, it didn't matter and his hall was filled with grateful guests. The man realized then the blessings of nurturing, caring relationships, people brought together by heaven and a selfless expression of caring rather than by obligation or profit. So I ask each of you to think about the relationships you've developed in your life. Which ones are relationships rooted in profit and which ones are in the expression of caring? In retirement, I have come to realize that it is possible to take a relationship that started out for profit and transform it into one grounded in caring. This is the case with a band director in Muncie that I have grown, that I have known over the years. Our relationship started as one where we were scratching each other's backs. I would perform as a soloist in his community band in exchange for him allowing me to stay free at a lodge he owned on a beautiful wooded lake in western Indiana. We offered each other professional and economic benefits, and these benefits sustained our friendship. But in this kind of relationship, when the profit is no more, then there is a danger that we would, like the man in the Taoist parable and the jade disc, cast each other aside. Over the past few years, however, my relationship with him has evolved into a caring friendship, especially more recently as he has been struggling with some serious health problems. So, in addition to a pondering the kind of relationships you have, consider how you can transform a relationship rooted in profit into one which is an expression of love and caring. Remember that Quote, things brought together by profit when pressed with misfortune and danger cast each other aside. But things brought together by heaven when pressed with misfortune and danger cling to one another. What I like about this church is that regardless of a person's religious background or personal theology, I feel that I belong to a caring community. I come here because I feel there is a warmth, a sense of caring, and that, I believe, this is the definition of the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
Let me close with a quote by an author and motivational speaker named Zig Ziglar, who said, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Thank you for listening to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in Our Modern World. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and is supported by our community. We thank you, our listeners and followers, for your support. To connect with Converging Streams, including listening to our entire catalog of past programs, getting our latest new content, and making your own contribution to this program, visit our website, convergingstreams.org. Converging Streams is produced by Tony Piazza and George Wolfe. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant week.